This space is very important for the harmony of all cultures along the Oxford Road. Music is unifying, isn't it? We can all bond over a good dance to something funky. We play as often as we can here, but you have choirs, bands, buskers. Music permeates each moment here, and I think that's really important. Established in 2020 during the COVID pandemic, Baker Street Productions is now celebrating 30 years of creativity in Reading. In this landmark year of 2050, as the town celebrates its 20th carbon neutral year and the opening of a new heritage arts hub, and with the Oxford Road itself preparing for the Silver Jubilee of King William V, we team up with the West Reading-born journalist Amanda Halliday to bring you the stories of Reading's most vibrant area. Welcome to the Oxford Road. Number four, Culture Mix. The Lavender and Soho performance space was opened in 2044 as part of Reading's initiative for embracing culture. After the death of the high street in the wake of the COVID pandemic and the rise of online purchasing, the Lavender and Soho revolutionised the way that local communities relate to this road. To so many people, it's a platform for expressing their own culture and diversity, and music is a major part of that experience. Sam Gaumont is the artistic director of Cultimix, whose Sunday steel band performances have become a familiar event during the Oxford Road's summer months. Hi, so this, uh, we are Reading Steel Percussion Orchestra. We're named after Trinidad Steel Percussion Orchestra, who were the first steel band to be seen live in performance in the UK in 1951. And can you tell me a bit about what you do here in the performance space? Yeah, so, um, well, a lot of people start out in the orchestra and then go on to different projects. But it's also a lot of fun. We get a lot of regulars, people who take time out of their weekend to come down and listen to us and enjoy the music, dance a bit. It's great to see, especially when they're familiar faces. The Oxford Road has always been a vibrant place, you know. It's like its own city or a town. Everyone knows each other, the locals. There's a strong sense of caring, always a strong sense of community. I grew up on Wayland Street right there, so this is my road, you know. And I'm really proud to be able to give something back because it's something to be proud of, being from around here. <laughs> I'm not from Reading, I'm from the Oxford Road. How does Culture Mix fit into that, fit into the Oxford Road? Well, when I took over as artistic director of Culture Mix, I wanted to bring more music to the Oxford Road, to show people that music isn't just that overproduced industry stuff, you know? We want to show people that every single culture has its own musical identity that's full of history and spirit and soul, and people playing together for the kicks they get when they see you dance. Do you often get people dancing? Oh, it's a requirement. <laughs> the Lavender and Soho here has created so much opportunity for us to get people dancing, it's great. It's actually something I would have really appreciated when I was growing up. A place to experience the music of all different communities that are represented on this road. You get the gospel choir some weekends, the brass bands, there's a reggae collective. This really obscure Indian jazz trio. I have no idea where they come from, but I love it. <laughs> we never had that when I was younger, you know? The carnival was the highlight of my year, and I think that's where I got a really strong sense of what music is for. Expressing identity? Yeah. But there was never anything happening street side, not in the noughties, not as much as there could have been. I think the space really started to change with the arrival of the Biscuit Factory as a venue, which would have been 2021 that summer. And the Oxford Road has so many different cultures and communities and personalities, you know. My parents came over from Barbados. 
One of my friends as a kid was Polish. There were Gurkhas, Romanians. So many people from India, Sri Lanka, Nepal, Israel, Turkey. And every single one of those people have grown up with a musical identity which they can relate to, which they feel represents them. And that's so important at feeling at home somewhere, so important. And would you say that's the central purpose of Culture Mix, providing a platform for self-expression? I mean, music is a big part of it, for sure. But the whole purpose of Culture Mix is... It's really to help people at more of a disadvantage get into the music industry. I know people have worked for decades in the job they hate just to support the creative flair, and that's what we're here for. To create opportunities for people who would otherwise struggle. That's it, yeah. We want to provide fulfilment on both sides of the company in the jobs we create and the music we produce. I mean, <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing when I was younger, but I knew I wanted to be around this type of passion, and Culture Mix has had a huge part to play in that, in me achieving that dream. My parents were on the breadline. I can remember we had very little money and it was honestly pretty miserable. Scary even, especially during COVID. But music was a very big part of dealing with that for us. Dancing, singing, we had a piano. And my parents made sure my brother and I could continue our music lessons no matter what. They had the same creative values as culture mix. The same values that, in a sense, you can see every day along the Oxford Road. The power music can have on a place and on a person, especially when there are live performances, it, it just makes me feel proud to be doing what I do. So yeah, music is a big part of what we do, but Mary really wanted to create a company that could give people the experience they need to get further in the industry. You're referring to Mary Jenis here. Oh yeah, I am. Tell me a bit more about her. Oh, well, Mary was a formidable woman. She was our founder. She founded Culture Mix after years of seasoning in the industry. She was pretty infamous back in her day, holding the council here to account for their over-reliance on charities and how they supported the community, especially on the Oxford Road. She wanted to create something, a means for providing employment in the performance industry for those who might not otherwise be able to access it, something that wasn't a charity. Mary always spoke very highly of her mother. She played a big part in her life. She was very adamant she had to give back to the community all she could for her mother and for her. How do you think the Lavender and Soho has affected the Oxford Road? Well, Oxford Road has always been the Wild West of Reading. Never a dull moment, never. Uh, we're... It's always been an interesting place. It's just that one much better when it embraces the culture that inhabits it, invites it rather than just existing on the sidelines. And, and that's what music is for too, you know? It's one thing to listen to music, but to be able to perform it for others, Music isn't just about listening. It's never been just about listening. Since the primitive instruments of the prehistoric era, it's always been about communicating something beyond basic language, you know? Unity, community, identity, sharing. And it can help provide a way for people to live their lives to the fullest and realize that they can do what they've dreamed of doing. If you use it properly, music is the most powerful tool you can have. That's a wonderful way to end. Thanks, Sam. You're most welcome. I think I'm going to go and dance. <laughs>